welcome everybody to the show. Just getting set up here in the studio. And um, for the first time in years actually broadcasting the first episode of Fighting With Myself, I am your host who will be unnamed. In today's episode we're gonna be understandably so a bit different than all the other ones. Well, the other ones will get more quicker into the episodes, but nevertheless, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, just uh, some background, you know. It's been a long time coming. I've had this show going, or in the works, so to speak, for many years now, and never really got around to it. I've been doing some other shows, and um, this is the one I figured to settle on. This is really not uh, a very specific, thought-out theme of any show. It's just, um, just uh, you know, getting into it. Throwing it out there and getting it started, so to speak. So, I'm feeling good, man. You know, this is what I really want to do. And uh, looking forward to the future of this show. Just gonna see here. Just gonna jump in to write into some material, I think. As the music fades out here. Like I said, today this uh, episode is going to be a little bit different, given that it's the first one. Just getting into this, to this new, new thing here. And, uh, but other than that, I think with all of that being said, just going to jump right into the material. This is something that was brought to my attention by somebody close to me as something that I don't know how popular this is anywhere else or if it's really even a thing. But it's something that happened quite recently on the uh, Golden Globes, which was um, these clips were uploaded about two weeks ago, which in in content years are about a half a year ago. So um, I'm a little bit late to the scene, but... Other than that, I think we'll just uh, get right to it, which is the Golden Globes, 81st Annual Golden Globes, where I suppose the controversy here was the monologue of the stand-up comedian, none other than Joe Coy. <laughs> Joe Coy is one of these comedians where it's like, I've seen his face on a different sort of platforms. I've never really watched this stand-up like a full set or a full special even. I've just really seen some clips here and there. He has some bits that I sort of enjoy, one or two. But uh, he's one of these comedians that are just really worldwide famous. And you don't really know, to me it seems, <laughs> don't really know why. They don't seem that funny or that, uh, you know, big even. But for some reason they're just really, really worldwide famous. And... um on this, I guess the controversy around this Golden Globes was that he took some shots at, uh, at for example, the award-winning Barbie movie that was supposed to be some some sexist and uh, misogynistic comments that he made towards the movie and the the making of such films and people were showing some outrage because of it. I haven't personally heard too much about this, nor do I really really care for it too much but I had to check it out since this person who shared it with me was getting so passionate about it that I had to see for myself you know 
what all the hype was about. So getting into the clip right here, and to just preference this, is uh, I've already watched some of this before, but other than that, something I gotta say before we watch this and dive right into it, is that something that I really noticed and got the vibe from from this sort of monologue that he has right here is this sort of like, it seems that like for the past years and probably for years to come even and uh it seems that people have a hard time you know beat the legendary ricky gervais when it comes to hosting the golden globes it seems like it's a big hump to get over for a lot of people and that um because ricky gervais although one be one of the most famous worldwide uh stand-up comedians ever has had some legendary moments and some legendary monologues and performances, if you will, on the Golden Globes. And I suppose that he is the most famous host of the Golden Globes, that he really sort of was one of these people that really made it a thing, made it watchable, you know, made it enjoyable because he really wanted to see what he was going to say because he sort of had this stick it to the Hollywood elites don't care about what he's going to say or not just you know no filter going after everybody and i guess for a couple of years it was the most entertaining thing about the golden globes was to just watch him shit on the hollywood elite so it's sort of hard that, and also with this attitude of like i can say whatever i want it doesn't matter because i won't get this gig again and then he year after year got Re <laughs> he got rehired to do the job as host for the Golden Globes. So I sort of had this similar vibe uh, coming from jo Joe Coy here, trying to sort of impersonate this same sort of attitude of, I don't care about this, I just recently got the gig, and you know, what do you expect, give me a break, and uh, I don't care what you think, and I'm a just shit on everybody. So, but... Unlike Ricky Gervais, it seems a lot forced. And uh, although I, by his comments that he's about to make in this monologue, there was nothing within it which made me, you know, groan really hard. It was some of it that made me cringe because I just thought the humor was bad. It was just unfunny. So in that sense, it was just a bit squeamish to watch. But um, he didn't really go that hard in my opinion on anybody uh he just basically was just most just a phony and uh yeah was a bit uh, hard to watch in that sense so let's dive into this clip shall we welcome to the 81st annual golden globes i'm your host joe coy Look, I'm just taking this all in. Let me look, look around. I'm taking this all in. I'm so excited to be here. Um, this is a dream come true, not just for me, but for everybody in here. We all dreamt of this moment. And look at this. Look at this room. Look around. I mean, like, like look around. Look, Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's here. <laughs> Kevin Costner's never here. Kevin's like in a mountain with a cow or something, but today he's here. Don Cheadle's here. Uh, I'm just looking around. Just, everybody's here. Like, this is a good night. And I got the best seat in the house. 
When I was a kid growing up, I used to watch this show, and I would stay up late with my family, just trying to guess who would win. And every time, my mom would say, it's Meryl Streep, stupid. <laughs> who else is going to win? She wins every time. And she was right. You do. You win all the time. That's why when the Golden Globes called me and asked me if I wanted to host, I jumped to the chance and I said, yes, yes. And then they asked me if I saw every movie and every TV show. And then I said, yes. I lied. <laughs> I only watched Beef. I love you, Allie. I, you know what I mean? It's mandatory. I'm Asian. But Boring. Kill, killed it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, this is hard to watch, man. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it seems very forced. And it's just not really that entertaining, to be quite honest. It just seems very put on, so to speak. It, Ali. Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I just, I'm going to tell you that the minute I signed the contract, I did. I locked myself in a room and I started to binge watch everything. I watched everything while my family was out there clanking champagne glasses and, and ringing in the new year. I was watching Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer. I just, I just got one complaint. Needed another hour. So I felt like it needed some more backstory. Get it? Because it was long. My New Year's resolution for 2024 is to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. Like, seriously, it's, I'm almost there. I love Oppenheimer's, especially the first season. Get it? Because it was a, cause a, it was a, it was a, it was a long movie. You get, you, you get the joke there. I guess that's a lot. <laughs> Man, this sucks. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer answered a lifelong question. Can we Will Smith when you need him? <laughs> It's been on my mind for years. Yes, scientists do get laid. As long as they look like Killian Murphy. Oppenheimer and Barbie are competing for cinematic box office achievement. Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. I watched Barbie, I loved it, I really did love it. Um, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a creep, but it was kind of weird being attracted to a plastic doll. It's just something about your eyes, Ryan. So the whole show, just close your eyes, Ryan. Everyone just looks into your eyes. And, and Margot, it's not always about you. <laughs> the key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting It's so quiet here. Like, <laughs> this is such an awkward shot where in the middle of this monologue at different points, there, <laughs> the camera turns to some other camera angle that pans to the audience, audience and you can see the whole audience. And uh, it's such an awkward scene to look. It's just everybody's just staring at him. Directors call character actor. <laughs> I wonder if even that many people like laughed at this thing, because it's funny when you see the shot of the audience. It doesn't look like it's there. It's that many people laughing at it actually. Some I wrote. Some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. <laughs> Yo, I got the gig ten days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? 
slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. Robert De Niro. You see, this self-deprecating humor is just like, yeah. This I don't know why this is funny. This reminds me of, like, if you ever go on Tinder. Like, for some reason these days, when you scroll Tinder, you see, like, people who will be posting, like, purposefully posting, like, ugly pictures of themselves. And this is to be, I don't know why even. For some reason, just people feel like doing this and it's supposed to show like some sort of, oh, look at me. Hey, I'm sort of funny. I'm not ashamed of how I look. And this is just a crazy, weird side of me. Just look how crazy I look. Woo! <laughs> and it's just like, to me, it's never been that. Anytime you post that, I'm just, you're giving me, I actually appreciate the honesty, to be quite honest, <laughs> to be quite frank, that you sort of cut the bullshit and write it into what I'm about to like wake up next to if I go through with this. So yeah, thank you for letting me know ahead of time and sparing me fucking six months of my life <laughs> or some shit like that. But this is the same thing as like to tell these self-deprecating jokes of like, yeah, some people wrote jokes for me and I wrote some of the other ones. I just... It's not fun. All right. Well, goddamn. It's hard enough to th thought of that you would have <laughs> written this monologue in 10 days. But then to even furthermore have people help you with this shit and it's this bad. <laughs> it's like, this is not even, it's not funny. It's just horrendously bad. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm fanning out. I love you, Robert. Okay, if it's awkward, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do that in front of you. I know it sucks. Um, I'm a bit awestruck. This guy's amazing. Decade after decade, he just kills it every single time. I don't know how you do it, man. I swear to God. Your last performance has got to be your greatest performance ever. How'd you get her pregnant at 80? <laughs> CGI. CGI? <laughs> Is he looking? Is he looking? Is he looking? You talking to me? By the way, Killers of the Flower Moon is so great. Killers of the Flower Moon, the cast is here. Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, you guys crushed it. Crushed it. The one thing I learned about that movie is that white people stole everything. You guys stole everything. Not like 97%. You guys stole 100 Like, it's hilarious that he's telling these jokes. Because if you know anything about Joe Coy, he is obviously not... Well, I say obviously, but he's not white. But looking at him, he looks... He looks completely white. It's just hilarious that he would tell such a... Like, this joke, as it is so obvious, <laughs> that he's not like one of us. Of everything. You took the land, you took the oil, you took the premise of the movie. <laughs> what, that was your premise? <laughs> That's hilarious, I don't care. It's just that the room is really white. <laughs> the room's like, yeah, we did take it, and? I wonder if other people watch a stand-up like this or watch somebody perform stand-up like the, because it's, there's a lot of comics that are on and some comics make me laugh like hysterically like make me belly laugh or at least even a little bit but then there's other comics that are really famous and then you just watch their stuff and I'm not trying not to laugh it's just that I'm just watching them and there's just really not 
anything that I find to be that humorous that it gets even a chuckle out of me. This is hard to watch. I want <laughs> we're not even, ha we're barely halfway through also. Salt burn? I want salt burn. I want salt burn. You know what I loved about salt burn? That they didn't cast you in it. <laughs> I learned that satanic families have feelings too. Is Barry Keoghan here? Is Barry Keoghan? Where's Barry Keoghan seated? Where are you? Oh, oh, where's your penis seated? Down front? That was the real star of the show. That was the real star of the show. Barry Keoghan's penis. If you haven't seen Saltburn, if you haven't seen Saltburn, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. So watch it. Then you'll understand what I was talking about. And then right after that, watch Barbie. And then you're going to be like, something, something's missing. And then watch Maestro, and you'll be like, oh, there it is. It's on Bradley Cooper's face. <laughs> what? That's hilarious. It's mad. I was watching Maestro. I was like, that thing was dancing in Saltburn. <laughs> Daniel Brooks is Yeah, it's always, it's always great, you know, when you're trying to, when a comedian tells you that something is hilarious. I think that Joe Coy might be the person who laughs the most at his own jokes here. Daniel Brooks, this whole Daniel monologue. Brooks? Daniel Brooks is here. Fantasia's here. Where's Fantasia? Coleman Domingo. All in the color purple. By the way, the color purple is also what happens to your butt when you take Ozempic. The room, half the room is cringing and the other half is like, I gotta get home and grab my selfie stick. He's gonna be home after the Globes. Man, he was lying. More of a magenta. I love this year's nominated TV shows like Succession. <laughs> Succession is coming to an end after four beautiful seasons. I loved it. I loved everything about it. The one thing that this show taught me is if you're a billionaire, pull out. None of them are going to be like you. Oh, man. They're going to be a bad version of you. Just pull out. There's billionaires in here. Pull out. All right, repeat it. It's always funnier the third time. Upstairs. I don't know. I'm serious. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't think I can get through this clip. It's like three minutes left, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Leave it in. Whatever. Succession has nine nominations and uh and i just want to wow that's really that's it but you got more there's a clapping like nine really just a great series about a rich white dysfunctional family all scheming oh no that's the crown that's the crown i'm sorry <laughs> how great was Imelda Staunton in the crown wasn't she amazing her portrayal of the queen was so good, Prince Harry called her for, and asked her for money. Like I said, I didn't write all these. That one's not mine. Uh, turns out Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will still get paid millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing. And that's just by Netflix. I have a deal too, chill. Because they're acting like... Only murders are in the building. Five nominations tonight. On that show, you don't know whose side to be on.
That's how I feel about Tara Hall and John Oates. <laughs> Which one is Oates? Is it the one with the thick mustache or the, the hot blonde girl? <laughs> Speaking of blondes, Meryl Streep. My mom's favorite right there. Meryl Streep is nominated for a Golden Globe tonight. Duh. She's not coming to an award show unless you give her a nomination. She's got 34 nominations. This woman, there's nothing she can't do. This is the greatest of all time. That's the GOAT right there. Doesn't matter what she plays, she kills it. My mom loves you. Everybody loves you, Meryl. You know my favorite line from you? Legendary. This one I hold in my heart. I say it all over. The, like, every time. The way you said it, it just, it just stuck with me. The way you said, Wakanda forever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant. Do it again. Like, you better cross, cross, cross. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Do it. Yes! That's it! Speaking of Wakanda forever... Here's some hints about our first presenter. I'm going to give you some hints. You ready? Think all-powerful, beloved by the people she rules over, a regal queen. Oprah, it's not about you. It's not, it's not you. It's a, it's a different queen. It's, it's Angela Bassett. Please welcome Golden Globe winner, star of 911, Angela Bassett, and the Golden Globe winner who likes to be, who I like to call hot Jesus, Jared Leto. Yeah, I must say, my life is nothing but a comedy. <laughs> it's just, oh, my days. Glad that shit was over. <laughs> to be fair, though, to Joe Coy, I must say that it's got to be hard to try to fill the shoes of Ricky Gervais. It's got to be hard to just try to come, to come at it from some other type of angle that's just as interesting or, you know, just gathers that as much attention as his like monologues did so to be fair i mean it's got to be a hard gig to take upon yourself no matter how successful you are in your career but you know just saying like sheesh so there, there was nothing really i don't know if it's just me but there wasn't really anything within that monologue that i found that offensive it was just basically boring <laughs> it was just Dragged out, forced, and just lazy writing, I'd say, uh, more so than anything. I don't know really what they were getting at. Something that the person who sent this to me was saying something about, um, like, the, uh, it was in regards to the Barbie movie, and that people had made some, like, responses to his comments saying stuff like, yeah, this is to show uh, the mockery of women and women's bodies or whatever the fuck. It's just so predominant still to this day, or socially accepted, or whatever. And it's just really—I don't—I didn't see the quite the mockery. It was a lazy joke he made about the Barbie movie. It was basically just like, yeah, Oppenheimer is based on a real event, and the Barbie movie is based on a plastic doll. Ha ha. Ryan Ryan Gosling, handsome. Ha ha. Pretty fucking Margaret Robbie or whatever she's called. It's just yeah, I couldn't be bothered by any fucking. I must see. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking look this up. 
this is something that I can't really wrap my head around that people actually get so invested to anything like this. Um, Joe Coy controversy. Let's see. I can't see. I can't find anything that's about. Let's just find some articles that was pr probably written by some stuck-up. <laughs> I'm really trying to look for it here. Yeah, it was probably just some TikTok outrage, as they call it, which is you know when people have nothing better to do, so they make just up drama and shit to be mad about, like most of all other people who <laughs> have something to just complain about. It just yeah. I don't really know. This was this took a really boring turn, in my opinion. I thought it was gonna be a lot more entertaining to shit on this than this, but yeah. Um, essentially, that was all the. I was gonna look at some other clips as well today. I think I'm gonna just uh, you know taper off right here at 30 minutes. So this was uh, it's basically just really much of a test test episode this time. I'm gonna have a lot more more prepared episodes from going forward of course and um a lot more structured material as far as this show goes but nevertheless this was a um the first episode i'd say and uh yeah just to get this this thing going and off its feet so without further ado i think uh i think that'll be it so see you later fuckers and fuckheads <laughs>